Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. The COVID pandemic has certainly impacted professional sports in ways maybe you hadn't thought of. Helmets off is on. Another episode of Helmets Off. I'm Scott Mitchell. I uh, got a fun show today. We're going to talk about the uh, the quarterback battle at the University of Utah, and kind of the, the coaches feel like, hey, we need to uh, get this thing wrapped up in a week. <laughs> at least they have four, three more weeks before the season starts, but they want to name a starter here quickly. I'll explain why that's important. Also. Uh, Alex Smith, former Utah quarterback, of course, comes back and plays in the NFL. I have some thoughts and insights on that. And then, of course, injuries in the NFL. And is there an impact with not having a preseason and some of that stuff? I'll let you know in a minute. All right, but first, let's let's get to this uh, quarterback update. Oh, and by the way, uh, go like us on Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast and Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. Uh, we love your insight, love your feedback, so appreciate you following us. All right. So right now at the University of Utah, and this happens uh, a lot of places around the country in both, I don't know, I mean, sometimes in professional football, it happens in college football, and you try to figure out who your starting quarterback is. Very important at the University of Utah. It's always important to know who your quarterback is. The team, believe it or not, wants to know who the quarterback is, and there's a there's a psychological component to that where uh, the other positions you're, you're playing, let's say you play linebacker or defensive line, or maybe even play on the offensive line. And you want to know who the quarterback is because you want to know if you have a chance. You want to know if the guy leading the team is someone that's going to lead you to victory. And there's a unwritten rule there's a, a, it's a subconscious thing. Maybe sometimes it's a conscious thing, but you know, if the guy under center has the ability to win football games for you, guess what you do? You try harder. So knowing who that guy is and believing in that guy is such a critical part of any football season. Right now, the University of Utah is trying to figure out who that guy is. And the coaches want to narrow it down early. Typically not a, an early decision for uh, Coach Whittingham and his staff at the University of Utah. He likes to kind of hold it close to his vest. But this is a different year, and this is a year where there's a limited number of practices, a limited number of live practices. With the elimination of spring football, and, uh, you know, they've had a decent number of practices, but they've been in limited capacity, so it's, it's a bit challenging. So right now, uh, they're trying to figure out who, who that guy is. And, and, and I want to give you some of my insights as to why I think uh, it's important to do this sooner than later. A really good example, if you look at Tom Brady in the NFL, 
Tom Brady kind of struggled at the beginning of his experience with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this is a guy who's played 20 years in the NFL, considered one of the greatest football players of all time, won more Super Bowls. I mean, he's, he's a, you know, an incredible talent. But you see him struggle in the beginning. And that's because there's a, there's a process. And it doesn't matter how good you are doesn't matter what level, there's just a process of understanding and, and being able to execute an offense. So you have these quarterbacks at Utah, and if they just go through most of their fall camp and they have one week for the season to start, they are not going to have enough time for whoever that starter is to find a, some kind of rhythm with the guys he's playing with. And that's, that's a tall order without any – out-of-conference games to get in those game situations. So you've got, you've, got to, you've got to spend as much quality time as you can and get as many uh, close to live reps as you possibly can to get that guy going. That guy needs to develop with, with whom he's with. Now, I have, I have a different philosophy about this. And... All these coaches talk about competition. And for me, I'm like, look, have a pecking order. And right now what they do is they just run everyone through the reps. There's no pecking order to any of this. Everyone gets a fair shot. And it's not, in my opinion, I think you get a better and a quicker feel for who your guy is because uh, you see how they handle being in certain situations. And I've been in those situations. I've been the guy who's been number one. I've been the guy who's been number two. I've been the guy that's been number three. And there's a different mindset in each one of those. And the mindset needs to be, if I'm number one, I'm not letting number two or number three get in close to me. So I am going to make hay because I've got the opportunity. And if I'm, a, if I'm that number one guy, I want to be working with all the number one guys so you can start developing this rhythm and this chemistry. <clears throat> if I'm the number two guy, I'm not happy about being number two. So I'm not just like, oh, well, you know, all, uh, woe is me. I'm going to go out, I'm going to fight, and I'm going to figure out any way I possibly can to get on the field. I'm going to do whatever I can with the reps that I have, and I'm at a disadvantage. But I can't be happy being at a disadvantage. And my mindset has got to be, I have to prepare myself as if I'm number one. And there's no excuse to it. You can't, you can't say, well, I didn't get the reps. I, you know, whatever. You have to figure it out. And you'll never be any good if you can't have that mindset. If you're just content with being number two, you're never going to be number one. You're never going to be number one. And that's what coaches want to see. And if you're number three, it's like, it's just outer darkness. It's the worst place in the world to be. But you really need to still have the same mindset. Uh, that a lot of teams have gotten to number three, and it's really easy for number three to, uh, to get lost. But, but number three actually gives you an opportunity to develop improvisation you're going to be running the other team's plays you're not going to get a lot of reps in your system 
So you've got to learn how to, because a lot of football is improvisation. And if you can improv against a really good defense, which is what you're going to be facing every day, then it's going to give you an ability that if you get into a game, you can improvise without a lot of structure or a lot of practice time, and you can still be successful if you're willing to kind of take that mantra and that mindset. Because you're not, you're not getting reps with your offense. It's just not going to happen. And number two is getting limited reps. And so number two has to find ways to create reps, whether it's before, after practice, whatever it is, again, whatever it takes to be that guy. So it's really important for um, creating continuity and creating confidence for these, uh, for these quarterbacks to be established early on. And I, and, I, and I just threw in there kind of my philosophy on the best way I think to do it, but a lot of these coaches don't. They give everyone equal amount of reps with the first team guys and whatever. But you can, you can tell whether guys are ready and who is. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to figure out who, who that guy is. And Andy Ludwig at Utah, he's, he's got a good sense for that stuff. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back. Alex Smith has come back from a major, major hiatus over two years. And uh, um, it was quite a thing, and I want to share my thoughts on it. All right, welcome back to uh, Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell, your host here, uh, talking about quarterbacks, of course. But Alex Smith, uh, who, who had a horrific injury, a very similar type of injury to Dak Prescott, in that it's a open-ended compound fracture, which means that uh, it the bones didn't just kind of crack. They, you know, went, either went through skin or – and it was multiple bones, which means the word compound. So uh, very, very painful, gruesome, and, and really challenging injury to come back from. When you think of Joe Theismann, didn't come back from it. And Alex Smith was able to do that. And of course, you know, he's a little shaky, a little rusty, but he's still, still back in an, an NFO game. And there's, there's a mixed bag on this one as far as how, how people feel. But if you, if you look at anyone who is competitive, anyone who competes at that high level and competes there for that long, there's just something inside of you that's not normal. It just isn't normal. That's all, all I can say about it. It's not a normal thing. I think in, in some instances, it's extremely important to have, and it's also extremely dangerous to have. That drive, that uh, I'll overcome anything, I will never quit attitude, uh, just give me one more game, give me one more season, give me one more play, whatever. I'm going to find a way to get the job done kind of thing. Let's just keep – and, and it's, it's, in, it's an inherent thing, I think, in almost all professional sports. People just have that. And they push themselves beyond what probably normal humans would not push themselves to. I mean, this, this was a crazy injury for Alex Smith in that he almost lost his life. He almost lost his leg. And you kind of ask yourself, at what point do I need to stop proving this to myself? At what point do I need to just say, enough is enough and I just need to to let it go because I can tell you from my from my perspective in my life 
it was great. Got me to the NFL, kept me in the NFL. But then when it's over, boy, is it, is it, it's a hard thing to manage. It's a hard thing to let that time of your life go. It's a hard thing to assimilate into a quasi-normal life situation. Uh, it's hard to figure out how you use that type of focus, mindset, drive in a, a different part of your life. Because quite frankly, a lot of people, it, it gets misguided. I can tell you for me, it was sometimes just an awful, awful curse. And really, it wasn't until I could just kind of let things go uh, that I could move on with my life and with with not being an athlete anymore. And and that took a long time. And it was a hard, a hard thing to come to terms with. But kind of a calming and relieving thing once you figured out, you know, your whole life isn't about football. It's not about sports. Uh, it's something you've done in your life. It's unique. It's special. It's wonderful. All those things, but it's it it has its time and its place uh, for everyone. And and I get I get the drive for Alex Smith to come back, and it's it's admirable. I mean, it is truly truly admirable. But there's a lot of life, a lot of life left to live after you're done playing football. And a lot of a lot of good life to live, and quality life to live, and and to live it with people that you love and you care about, and there's there's a tremendous amount of joy in this world, outside of sports, and you you kind of you kind of have to ask yourself, and it's a balancing question, because you have to ask yourself, you know, uh, really when is enough, and 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 uh, and can I have joy and excitement out of sports and will I will I look at this and regret it down the road if I decide you know to just hang it up and I, a lot of people are like oh this guy stayed way too long you know it's embarrassing he just doesn't play the same way but I've always been one to say play play as long as you can get it out of your system Make your peace with it so you can move on and be productive the rest of your life because you'll never have it back. Never get it back. You never get it back as a player the same way it ever was. It's there. It's that moment. So enjoy, relish it, and wear it out. And for that, I, I just think it's commendable what Alex Smith has actually done. Okay, uh, moving right along here. Yeah, when we come back, our NFL injuries on the rise with the advent of this uh, – coronavirus outbreak i'll give you that answer in just a bit all right welcome back to helmets off scott mitchell here uh talking about quarterbacks talking about alex smith talking about you know just good 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 stuff uh, right now, though, we're going to talk about uh, injuries. And are they on the rise? And is it because of what is happening in, with, this, with this preseason thing? And, and I'm, I'm really going to give my opinion here. I'm not a medical expert. Um, I don't have, you know, hard data. I don't know that, you, that, that there is hard data. I, I do know from observation in the past. And I do know from some field surfaces that they have an impact on, on what's, what's actually going on. So 
Here's my first observation. Most rookies who hold out, don't go to training camp, and go late into a season, or and a veteran who does the same thing, they typically end up having an injury at some point during a season. They don't have the, the same kind of season. And I firmly believe, again, this is my opinion, it's not medical advice, but I firmly believe that actually it does have an impact. And I, I watched many guys throughout my career and, and post my career who held out or what, for whatever reason. And what happens is um, you, you build up, there's this, there's, there's this tolerance. And if you, if you could think about it like lifting weights, like you, and let's just say you're doing a bench press and you, uh, first day you come out and you haven't, you haven't lifted a single weight and you, bench, you try to bench press 300 pounds and it just doesn't work. And it doesn't have the impact on your body. Now, if you, if you work out and you build up to that weight, then, then you, have, you have success and you get stronger. And, and so it comes in a, in, a, in a process. You go through these, these cycles of, of lifting weights and, and, it, and, and, and then you don't get these injuries. And it's a very similar thing with players and uh, having that preseason and that practice time to get, as they say, get your legs under you, get your strength, slowly build up your strength and work into what's happening on the field. And I believe that does have an impact. I'm not a big proponent of like four preseason games, but I, you know, if you had two preseason games, I believe that's plenty to get yourself up to speed and ready for the rigors of an an NFL season. Now, um, I, I just I just know that going from zero to 400 miles an hour because that's what happens. I mean, you go from practice, which you can't actually figure, and then you go right into into a regular season game. It's going to have some kind of an impact. Most players in today's NFL are you know they're pretty much in shape year round, so the the impact might not be as significant, but it's still a shock to your system. They've had this heat uh, climatization process in place. And, and so your body, whether it's been used to and had a lot of experience in the NFL, still needs that time to prepare itself for the rigors of, of a season. And that, that heat acclimatization process is the same thing. I mean, this is a serious deal. People have died from this. And, and so there are pretty stringent guidelines about how how to prep your body and how to get it into, you know, going from just working out to strenuous practice to playing in games and doing that with equipment on in heat in humidity uh, in all the different scenarios that, that these teams are, are putting themselves in. So to have to go through that and figure all of that out um, is a, it's a process. You just can't magically show up one day and then off you go in college football you know, they're talking a six-week window to get these players uh, acclimated to the stren- strenuous nature of football. And I'm sure with this not being a regular cycle, it has to have an impact on injuries. And we've seen significant injuries. I'm not sure that Dak Prescott's injury has anything to do with um, 
you know, it was just uh, with this whole lack of preseason or lack of preparation, it, it's just, it was just kind of a fluke thing that just happened. But certainly some of these other injuries, um, whether they're, you know, some minor to some sig significant injuries, knees and ankles specifically, I think are impacted by a non-normal routine of preparing for a season. And I know these teams had training camp and, but still having just, just the idea of preseason games and getting in for, for a quarter and then maybe a couple of quarters and then maybe coming uh, into a halftime and coming out of a halftime and, and just slowly working yourself into that whole game experience. Yeah, that's a, that's a real thing and a really important thing uh, for any sport. So uh, you have to wonder, and, and I would speculate that, yeah, it's had a significant impact on injuries in this football season. All right, there you have it, folks. Helmets off is now off. Thank you for joining us on the show. Love the topics that we talk about. If there's anything that you find interesting or you'd like to know or like me to uh, expound on, I'm happy to do it. Again, um, you can go to KSL Sports, this KSL Sports app, find our show, download it. Uh, of course, like us on Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. Until then, we'll catch you soon. ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.